Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers, covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning. We have a very special guest with us today. Hello, hello, Ariel. How are you? Hey guys, how are you? How are you, Coach Valina? I'm great. Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on board. You guys, we have a very special guest, the infamous uh, other podcast host of her very own podcast as well. Um, Ariel, how do you typically introduce yourself um, in new spaces? Absolutely. So that evolves every single day. But <laughs> so, so today I would say I'm Ariel, your your career transformation, transformation and awakening coach and the host of the Work and Play podcast. I am a notorious overthinker and a talkative girl since probably third grade because that's my <laughs> progress report. I've made it my job to help people transition from corporate professional into entrepreneurship by thinking through what exactly matters and prioritizing that so you can get the freedom that you desire. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This week, we have been talking about entrepreneurs and thought you'd be a perfect person to chat with about this topic because you specialize in helping the the corporate person transition into full-time entrepreneur. Is that right? That's right. We literally talked about like the, and the thing about it is, and I don't want to take any of the shine or go too far into no, it. Go for it. But when we talk about freedom, entrepreneurship or freedom is not synonymous with entrepreneurship. What I will say is I found entrepreneurship in my pursuit of my purpose, right? Mm. And entrepreneurship became a vehicle to that thing. But there were points in my career shift from when I was a corporate professional to when I got promoted that I experienced different levels of freedom, right? And so mm -hmm. now I'm in a place where I help that that last little bit, which is lead, not even last because evolution happens at every level. That's right. Helping professionals just take that leap and get over the fear of what does freedom actually look like? Can you imagine people being afraid of freedom, right? And getting that mm -hmm. like back. So that's where we're at with it today. And I'm excited for us to talk about like the granular steps that we can take to get to that freedom that we want. Yes, yes. So as you guys can see, we are ready to go. We're super excited to share with you the the four phases. Uh, we, we even I had a conversation about this uh, because I help the person before they get to entrepreneurship as a leadership coach and you help them after the fact. Um, so today we're talking about the evolution of freedom. This is going to be a two part episode. So part one is today. Part two will be next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. So be, uh, be sure to tune in for that as well. Um, but today we're going to talk about the four levels, what they are, um, who they are, who, who that person is defined as. And we're really going to, we'll, we'll probably give you a, a, a quick overview of the, of the four, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. And we'll dive into the first two and then the next, uh, the final level three and four we'll cover in the next episode. What are your thoughts on that? Sounds good. We had a really dope conversation. We put together a framework for you guys. So we're like, we got to bring this to them just like we have it. So we can talk through the four levels and then get even folks thoughts on like what they think about these different transitions. Yes. Yes. Now, if this is your first time joining the podcast, go ahead and introduce yourself into the chat. Um, we are live on Entra, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, 
and Instagram. So uh, feel free to <laughs> go ahead and chime in on the chat. What are you looking to get out of this episode? Um, if you are still in the corporate world, go ahead and let us know where, where you stand. And if you've made that transition into entrepreneurship, we want to acknowledge that as well. Um, everyone has a place here within the podcast, and we'd love to acknowledge that. So why don't you kick us off? Um, what are our four stages of freedom? Absolutely, guys. Okay, so I have my notes right here, and we are going to go through them together. So as we talked about, well, Lena helps you guys seek, seek uh, freedom in your role, right? Identifying what particular role actually fits your personality, your job experience, and then how do you actually go after it? How do you ask for the money? How do you go up the corporate ladder? How do you get that promotion? These are the steps that we're going to talk about in this conversation, but I'll go through all four steps. So in the conversation that we, me and Lena had together, um, we identify four levels of freedom. The first one is, or four, really like three shifts. So going from individual contributor, which is level one, to level two, which is manager, or like that management level, right? Mm -hmm. Then the next transition is going from like manager and identifying or your role as a part of the organization or the ecosystem to the next stop, step is a mindset shift. So just thinking about what does freedom look like? What does life look like outside of the organization? How do I see myself as more than a contributor to the organization, but more of a contributor to my own life and my business? And then the last piece is entrepreneurship. So in a, in a nutshell, we have individual contributor, manager, mindset shift, and then entrepreneurship. What do you think? Did I get those right? You did. You got them spot on. And if, if we look at some of the um, things that we point out. So awareness, if you're at the IC level, or even if you're not, some of you are going to start at different levels, right? You may already be at level two as a manager. Um, so awareness, identifying where are you right now in this holistic view for your um, shift that you're trying to make uh, yeah. towards freedom. Um, yeah. Then taking that action step as it is towards where are you wanting to go, Mastering the place in which you're going, which to to your point, Ariel, is the the mindset shift, and then freedom. You know, enjoying that that place that you've been working towards getting. Now, yeah. as we're talking about individual contributors, what are your thoughts on getting them to really see the long view? Right. Imagine you're just starting off in your career. You eventually want to get to entrepreneurship or, or freedom, as they say, but you're so far away from it. How do you feel about, talk, how, what would you say to that person on getting to that next phase or that next Yes, phase? absolutely. And that's why I like that you you peg this, um, this step awareness. Um, because when you're uh, an individual contributor, it might seem like you're so far from what people would, uh, what you would even describe as freedom. But there are tiny shifts that can be made exactly where you are. So I'll tell a story. When I was a traditional career coach in the sense that I would help with resume building, networking skills, interviewing skills, like all of the I was a geek on bullets. Like, Lillian, I feel like we could probably like have a conversation on like a resume bullets for like two hours. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> that was literally where I was at because I love that kind of stuff. And I had a client who was um, transitioning from a role. She was a, a quality assurance a specialist, right? And she wanted to do something more managerial. She wanted to do something where she could be more of a leadership role. She wanted a more of a leadership role. So I would say the biggest win from that conversation was helping her realize she was not just a cog in the wheel. 
right? She didn't just go to work and, and submit reports mm. every single day. There was actual strategy behind the entire process, but this was her part of the, the position, right? Her role was to complete the report, but then we had to talk through, now what happens after you complete this quality assurance report? It, do we use it for training? Yeah. Okay. So you you assist with training. Do you does it go to another department so it rolls up to revenue management? Yeah. Okay. So you assist with the revenue management strategy and helping her realize this one thing that she did every single day led up to all of these different strategic roles within the organization mm-hmm. brought her awareness to say, oh, I actually do have some leadership skills. Wow, I actually do have project management skills. So after her awareness increased. She actually was able to get that project management role in another company that she really, really wanted. So I was able to see like her level of thinking increase. And then we started to talk about entrepreneurship. But the first step was for her to secure a position that was more global. It allowed her to think beyond individual contributor and realize I'm a part of the business strategy. That is so, so key. And I see it more frequently than you would think because a lot of people see them as the title they've been given. But truly, typically, most of the time, companies aren't actually titling you correctly. You're typically adding on more work to your workload. You're helping out a colleague. So then you're taking on more responsibilities. And then eventually, you're owning those responsibilities. And and technically, as, as a result of that, your position really should be shifting. Some of the exercises we do in my program is ident- looking at the, the job you want and really looking at that job description. Don't worry about the certain specifics. Identify, can you do it? Yes or no? Yeah. And then have you done it? Yes or no? Because sometimes people get like, I just had a call earlier this morning with a client and she was like, well, you know, I don't want to oversell myself and, you know, I want to make sure I'm being honest. And I'm like, Did you do it? Yes or no? Have you done this? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, then you're not right. It's important that sometimes we have that humble side within us where we're like, oh, well, we don't want to shout from the rooftops how great we are. But when it comes to presenting yourself in your career, no one else is going to be the cheerleader other than you. Facts. And can we also talk about the fact that we and I say we that's because I also I deal with this. And I think that this is one of those things that I'm just coming to, you know, realize is an, is an evolution process. But can we talk about the fact that your reality is not what you're selling? Mm. Your reality oh. is not, you're not selling that in an interview. You're selling what can I do for you? Right. You, I might have done something similar, but what I could possibly do for you in this role is way beyond what I've actually produced. So one, let's get out of the idea of have I have I have I only done it or am I overselling myself? And realize the only way that you can dream and achieve things that you've never accomplished is if you oversell yourself. But if you believe it first, first, I was going to ask you this, Walina, because I'm sure you have experience in this. But one of the things that um, I it, it was it was advice to me before I became a career coach. And then it was advice that I would give to my clients as I became a career coach. But it's making your job right. Creating your job. Mm-hmm. It goes to that point of you saying, like, you know, your role is going to shift. So can you talk a little bit about like helping people get into that space where they are able to create the job that they have, even if the job title says X, Y and Z going into a space where like either I'm creating something pro bono, maybe I'm not getting paid for it just yet or just taking on stuff and asking you for a raise because you want to do something new. 
If you're talking about within the company that you're in, yeah. yes, that is one of the easiest ways to get experience in other departments, other fields, transitions uh, for people who are looking to do that. Because your company typically wants to keep you anyway, right? They've invested in you. It costs more to hire someone else. So they're, you're kind of in a, the ball is in your court. So if you, if you know that you want to, let's say, transition into tech, volunteer uh, to be do something in the tech space. You know what I mean? Raise your hand. Can I manage this project? I see that this is an initiative for our team. I'd love to spearhead this if you're seeking, you know, project management experience or management period experience. You have to continue to raise your hand. More likely than not, they're going to say yes and give you the opportunity. But as they say, closed mouths don't get fed. So if they don't know what your true intentions are, where you want to go, they're not going to be able to nurture you. Yeah. You have to be willing to speak up for yourself and say where you're trying to go. Now, there is a, a dance with this because you don't want to tell them on day one or in your interview, I'm looking to run this company. To because they're going to be like, I appreciate your ambition. <laughs> the role is filled. Right. <laughs> also, you're trying to dream above, among, above people who we, who've even seen, they haven't seen you perform yet. So right. you're going into a space where like, hold on, we're still considering you for the position we just hired you for. Right. So it is important to be mindful of, of your audience, right? Once you have proven yourself in that space, then you can start to put a plan of action together. What measurable things do I need to do to get to that next step? Be respectful of the space you're in and understand, okay, I know I need to put my time in a little bit. I know that I need to perform. So other than that, what do you need to see to get me to that next level? And then how can you support me in that? So absolutely, you've got to raise your hand. Um, and then if there aren't opportunities internally, look into your, your community. What, what projects can you help? What, where can you volunteer? Even if it's in your church, what, what things can you do uh, to help other small business owners, for example, level up? And then that's now something you can put on your resume and move forward. Yeah. Let's see what she has to say here. She says, I tell my husband all the time that I'm coming for someone's position. <laughs> yes. Let and that's the mindset. <laughs> literally. It's not like so literally, well, Lena, we're we're tiptoeing into the next space, which is like being your own boss. Yeah. And for some for some reason, people think that being your own boss means that you've quit your job already. But you can start to adopt that mindset and be your own boss simply by what what Lena is telling us. Like going after something that you're not getting paid for. Most of the time as an entrepreneur, there are some things that are revenue generating. And then there are lots of moves that we make that are not revenue generating. Right. These are the things that we would that we would do for free. Right. And that we are going to do for free because that's what moves the needle. So, Valina, when it comes to like being your own boss, I think that we can both speak to it from different perspectives because yeah. you feel freedom in your current space. And I feel freedom in my current space. What does being like being your own boss actually mean to you? For me, it's power, power, power that no one else can take from me because it's my own. And I can say that both owning my own multiple businesses and then also being connected to a, an organization. I still have power. I still control where I go, when I go. I'm not tethered to anything or anybody. So I'm able to control what I want to do next, which is power for me. That's the freedom I continue to seek. Now, um, as as you grow, obviously, you, you want 
certain requirements to be fully successful. What does that look like for you? Everyone has to decide what that is. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's power. How about you? That's uh, I love power. The word that I would use is freedom, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what does freedom actually mean to me? Uh, freedom means creative uh, freedom of creative thought. Mm -hmm. Freedom to control what outputs and what results I seek. Freedom to control when I work, why I work, and what part of the work I work on. Mm. So I got a chance to um, take on a contract. This is my first contract role with a nonprofit. And I designed the position. This is what I want to do for you. This is the scope. And we talked through the different phases, which is um, uh, design. So program design, um, implementation, and then continuous improvement. For me, freedom was knowing that as long as I produce a result, whether I'm on, whether I have, I see you every week or whether I clock in or whether you know exactly what I'm doing, that I produce a result and that you're happy with it. Or if you're not, I'm, I'm open to feedback, but I don't have to be here. I don't have to be at your, your weekly, your daily meetings at 12 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I don't have to show up for the um like the strategic meeting about the meeting so that we can have the meeting <laughs> i just i just didn't i didn't like that part about life and and i that's that's what i re realize is, is freedom for me now freedom of creative thought meaning that i can literally um create the topic of discussion and as long as it gets the transformation for my client that is where i need to stay in my zone right mm -hmm. the last thing is um freedom of what not what I don't want to do. So like you said, and this is one of those things that in the moment when my role went from data analyst to data analyst and communication strategist to data analyst, communication strategist and brand strategy uh, project manager, I was like, okay, you're going to tell me what my job is. I was frustrated. So I had to tell myself, you're literally creating the skills that you're going to be able to take with you wherever you go. So in that moment, I realized there's freedom in this. A lot of people don't get this opportunity. Mm. However, in this space, if I don't want to work on communication strategy, I will hire someone to do that. If I don't want to do the data, I will hire someone to do that. If I want to be the talent, I can create the life that I want. So for me, being my own boss means that I literally could tell myself what I want to do every single day. And so long as I'm bringing in revenue, then I'm getting the results that I need. Mm -hmm. Let us know in the chat, you guys, what is your, what, what word is it for you? What yeah. word is it for you? would love to, to kind of get some insight from you guys on, are you all on what Pat or she means to you? One word answers, let us know in the chat. Now, in terms of um, kind of making that shift, you know, and I know we'll tap into this in the next episode, but can you give us a teaser on, you know, some of the things you do to help the person who's on the cusp. Absolutely. Right? Who's on the cusp, they, they, you know, my ideal client merges into your ideal client. My ideal client is the leader who is effectively leading teams, looking for new strategies on connecting with their teams, scaling their, their, their teams in a way in which they're able to, um, increased productivity within the organization and all of those particular things. They're on the cusp, however, some of the time, where it's difficult for them to find that work-life balance at that level yeah. because they're constantly being pulled on, 
Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, uh, think of it as Leaders Lead podcast, and it was the CEO of JP Morgan Chase, which is a 24-7 business. And one of the questions was, how do you get that work-life balance with a business that's 24-7? And us as entrepreneurs, especially new, we feel like there's no off time because it's just us. Yeah. How do you feel like you shift that time to ensure you're keeping your freedom? Because sometimes you go from being hired by a boss to now you're your own employee. And sometimes you really don't have the freedom you think you have because you're too busy still trying to build the brand. That is so true. So one thing I will never do. I will never romanticize entrepreneurship <laughs> because I think that if we do, we make it seem like, um, you know, because I run my own business and I don't have to go out of clock in, like now I get to spend my time doing whatever I want, which is not quite the truth. What I would say is um, I'll say two things. I want to offer a mindset shift because uh, priorities somehow evolved into this plural word, which mm. is really priority. What's your number one priority? And in my life, I am a businesswoman. I'm a girlfriend. I'm a daughter. I am a friend. I'm a sister. I'm all of these things. So Mm -hmm. any given day, I decide where I want to place value. So my number one priority, if it's a weekday, is am I doing revenue generating activity? Have I done one thing to to, to say I've accomplished? If I've done that one thing, then life is good. Mm-hmm. Especially if that thing is, um, like I said, revenue generating. Mm-hmm. But it could be simply, okay, I'll complete this ebook, which is eventually going to be rev- revenue generating. But once I put that thing on an ad, now we're talking. So if I put my ebook on an ad, then the day is successful for me. Mm-hmm. There are all lots of things on my to do list. I can I can name them all. <laughs> the ebook, have a meeting with someone, um, draft up this new project that I want to work on, and re- reply to a couple of emails. <laughs> like there's so many things that I know I would love to get done, but I have one priority, right? And on a day when girlfriend takes the takes the the cake, then maybe number one is making sure I make breakfast. And then getting to the revenue generating activity mm. and inside myself. That feels like a productive day for me. So long as everybody's eaten and now I did one thing for my business, this is how I prioritize my life. And I cancel the noise in my mind because nobody mm. else is telling me that I'm a failure except myself on some days. Like, mm-hmm. dang, girl, you should have got that. Those emails and someone's still waiting on you to reply. And I'm feeling like I'm kicking myself because I'm not showing up in the way that I want. So I have to remind myself. Are you happy? Mm. Are you good? Are your bills paid? Mm-hmm. Are your relationships intact? Right? Is anybody burning? We love to use the phrase fire drills, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to work on a day and then you think you have your day planned out. All of a sudden, your manager sends you an email. There's a fire drill. Your day is taken away. So mm-hmm. when I was in my nine to five, I literally had to be vigilant about my time. I did one thing. This is this is practical that you can literally do. I set a two o'clock time meeting with myself. And that's my that was my priority before I became an entrepreneur. It was a mindset time. I could go to my car. I could meditate. I could go to sleep. And if I, if my boss wanted to schedule time with me during that time, I would say, sorry, I already have something here. I don't have to over explain what's going on in that hour. I just say, you know, of course it was private. Nobody to to know what's going on there, but I have time with myself. So that was me working on myself, 
harder than I did on the job. Mm. Now, they got me from, from nine to, to five o'clock, sometimes seven, with the exception of that two, that two to three time block, right? Mm -hmm. So that was how I started to realize, reshift my priorities. So the mindset that I have right now started with that two o'clock time block and I didn't let anybody schedule over it. I was like, nah, not happening. So there's the last thing that I wanna share because um, it's probably the one thing that is through and through no matter what, whether you're an individual contributor, whether you're a manager or a uh, entrepreneur, it's your mindset and it's your ability to, to like raise your vibration at any point in time. There was a book that I read um, around the time where I got some some pretty negative feedback about like, oh, Ariel, we don't know if you're if you're happy here. And this is around a time where I'm starting to think outside of the company. Mm -hmm. but, you know, you don't want to do it the way that I did it. But I learned once your focus changes, your focus changes. And the book was Presence by Amy Cuddy. Mm. At this time, I would come to work and I would just be low vibration, low energy. My director could tell I didn't want to be there, which is the worst thing that you want for yourself. You want to maintain a positive brand, no matter whether you're an entrepreneur or if you're an, a corporatepreneur. I didn't know this at the time. But Presence by Amy Cuddy taught me that I can change my physical makeup. I can change my emotions and I can change my mood no matter what. So if I have a bunch of priorities here pulling at my leg, but I, I'm, I'm like, I can do the one thing that I could do and I'm going to be happy with myself. Then you change your physical makeup by taking on a physical pose. So you can't see my arms right now, but I'm doing this like Superman pose. Power pose, yes. Power poses. These are the things that I still do as an entrepreneur. Yep. Because when all the priorities, priorities, plural, <laughs> all the priorities start weighing us down and we feel like we need to accomplish all of these things and nothing's getting done besides the one thing or we're mm -hmm. over, so really nothing's getting done. You can change your makeup. So as soon as I do a power pose, I can get back to work and get one thing accomplished. So it all goes back to getting one thing accomplished and monitoring your mood. Like, mm -hmm. I need to write that down. Monitor. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the replay. Watch the replay. Okay. But, but that's a long-winded answer, answer to say. Monitoring, like, the one thing that's important. And just staying in a good space with myself. Because other people will take me out of it if I let them. Mm, don't let anybody. Okay, so many things you just dropped. I know we're coming up on time. But I have to say, you guys, I keep telling you, we... We as individuals, whether we own a business or not, whether we have intentions to own a business or not, we are a personal brand that we take into our office every single day. You are the brand. And as you know, as you mentioned, if people begin to notice your brand is changing, that could either help or hurt you. So controlling your emotions I learned the power pose from Grey's Anatomy, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> it is important to con control. Sometimes you can't allow people, places, or things penetrate your personal space. This is your safe space. You can't allow the best. I mean, and it happens to the best folks, but it's very important to not allow another person specifically that can control your your personality and shifting your, your, how you feel or how you communicate, because that one thing is now changing your, your personal brand. Yes. Right. And, and that could again, hinder you in the long run, if you didn't get to make the shift back. 
right? That that can change your whole per, the whole perspective of how they see you. Yeah. And then also to, to something you said as well, um, I think we need to do a challenge the rest of this week until you come back next week. Um, I want to give you guys some homework and I want you to look at your calendar as a whole. What are the standing meetings that you have and challenge yourself to blocking off 30 minutes to an hour every day, even on the weekends for you, for you and jot down. What are you going to do? Give it some intention, including okay. taking that. Right. It doesn't have to be anything change you ain't got to change the world in an hour yes this is all about connecting with your brand connecting with yourself so challenging you this week uh between now and next week with ariel to ensure what what can we do with ourselves and where are we at the time in how do you like that coach walina i love that challenge and i i want to challenge you guys to share your thoughts with coach walina after you do it and talk about how like what comes up for you anything that comes up for you whether you're sitting down like doing all the way to the good feels because you're going to get some good feels after that with in coach Alina, i can't wait for you to tell me what happens after they they share with you yes yeah well they're going to tell us in the next episode with you because they're going to come back and they're going to tell us the results how it's impacted their life now how can we connect with you how can we reach you what do you have going on you have any programs you'd like to share with us anything like that? absolutely absolutely so currently working on a program and i will share more details next week because i'm, I'm literally doing a new new iteration of um what was the corporate exit blueprint and it literally is talking about all the things that you need to put in place right now to create an exit strategy for yourself and everything that what Walina is talking about is being strategic about your brand before you actually exit so we'll talk more about the corporate exit blueprint um currently have the the um, community of pioneers which i'm really happy to say one of my um i don't like to say students but he's one of the, the pioneers he just quit his job and he's making more money on a weekly basis using his high value skill set than he was in his corporate job simply by putting together a strategy and sticking to the plan. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that. I'll share more with you guys about that as well. Um, but you can find me on Instagram. My name is here at the bottom of the screen. And if we're on LinkedIn, it's my first name, last name with no underscore. <laughs> and you guys can uh, DM me to talk more about it. But this is like, this is where the good stuff is. I really love um, Shakana's Shikana, um, comment about going after taking someone's job. Like, I love that grit and that mm -hmm. perseverance. So building that mindset before you leave corporate America makes it so much easier when you finally exit. So that's so what good. I'm so interested in. So, we so can good, so good. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys, we will see you again tomorrow. Um, if you're watching this episode and you're like, hey, I want to be a guest, I want to be a part of the show, go to laddertalklive.com. Be sure to sign up to be a guest. Thank you all again for joining. We will be back again tomorrow. We're going to talk about how I learned to see myself as a business, not a job, an empowering journey through. And then we will see you next week. Have a great one. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Coach Alina. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. 
Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.